Africa Update on SAFM Sunrise, a continental overview of current African affairs. Russ Advocate Sipo Mantula, good morning. In Gabon, the military government, they've appointed a former opposition leader as the prime minister of their transitional government. That's very cunning. Stephen, Raymond Ndonsima was a former actually prime minister during the time of Congo in 2012 and 2014, resigned, ran against him for presidency in 2016. And he was part of the coalition actually for this year, for this election. A 60-year-old person coming from economists, uh, also a person who, as they see him, is a part of the a newly uh, appointed transitional government. Even if Olibui Nguema, General Brice, yesterday when he was giving the press briefing, he could not still specify when will the free and transparent and credible elections be held in Gabon. But one can say the same script, Stephen, even from Niger, you had the same thing. When the military came in, they appointed a prime minister. I think that's how they pacify and that's how they are able to tweak uh, the community of the East. Remember, the community of East have a mediator who has been the, the president of Central African Republic, who has been uh, in uh, Libreville to mediate this process. So we can see there's a new prime minister in Gabon, in Libreville, Raymond Sima. And Nigeria, the main opposition candidates, they want to appeal the presidential election verdict. Even they, are, they are pushing that there are certain principles of law that they will need to explore and, and, and also look at a few things that if the presidential I mean, election tribunal was not able to can grasp with or to perform. So they are pushing it to the Supreme Court. Like I said yesterday, it will take 60 days for them to can lodge uh, this matter and to be heard once more. So it seems that this presidential dispute in Nigeria is still going on. It is round two now, which I think is the last route for both Atiku Abu Bakr as well as Peter Obi to challenge Bola Tinubu, the Jagaban, as we know that the elder has been in India for the G20 meeting to steal, as, as I said, even to ask for more money for Nigeria to come out of its woods and its challenges. And then in Burkina Faso, the transitional president there, also a military leader, Captain Ibrahim Traore, says they're not enemies with the French people. But Stephen, he says it is the policy of those who run France which poses a problem in the African continent. And he, he, he will even go further that the issues of equal partnership, the issues of reviewing of agreements that have been signed since the 60s until now, those are the issues that have raised, have been concerns. Uh, the other issues that, yes, they might be that they differ on how they have uh, troubled uh, the military. Because remember, uh, what I do Burkina Faso, they have two military coups between 2020, I mean 2021 and 2022. So it still shows that Traore is still clear that they want to be independent. Uh, and at the same time, Stephen, they are still engaging with Iran uh, on what, they, what can come out also uh, after the Russia-Africa summit. They want to engage, and they are still saying they still support Mijeku Dita of July 26. And then in Eswatini, they celebrated that independence anniversary yesterday, but I mean, Eswatini is really in such big trouble. When King Swati said, even if it was this 55th Independence Day anniversary, uh, when he was talking, he went on the continent, actually. He speaks about North Africa, the Sahel, that there are still challenges, and he's pushing for the African spirit. One will assume that he will have looked back in his own country first. Uh, and at the same time, he went to engage with the Taiwanese uh, President Tsui Ying, who was in the country, 
for a four-day visit. So as they were celebrating the independence, the, the visit from Taiwan, which engaging with them. But like I said, dealing with the peaceful issues, they are also having eating that the election or selection process in Eswatini. Uh, Those were the issues that I thought you would have uh, brought home to the people of Eswatini, uh, considering even the assassination of Fulani that happened this year. So there are many issues that Eswatini are still facing. And then our archive, you're taking us back to this day, 8th of, Sept- 8th of September 1966. 1957 years ago, the UNESCO and the United Nations, one of the agencies on science and education, thought, let's look at this day of International Literacy Day. Despite that, Ethiopia, uh, under the reign of Haile Selassie, they also uh, commemorated and celebrated this day of the 8th of September as International Literacy Day to raise awareness about the high levels of illiteracy and to promote literacy. And you'll understand that this year, uh, the theme will be around promoting literacy for a world in transition, building the foundation for sustainable and peaceful society. Very important, as we know, that there have been challenges. And the uh, SDGs, it is goal number four when you talk of education, the issue of literacy, the issues of education among the young people in the African continent. So today is International Literacy Day. Asante Sana is what leading the conversation. SAFM celebrating the Heritage Month. Uh, Russ Advocate Sipo Montula, thank you so much. Of course, Sipo back with us on Monday. More news from our continent through the day here on SAFM.